So wait, you want me to be the first person to jump into that hole that I can't see the bottom at? Yes. Um, I'll, I'll pass on that. Today's process is this. Negative heuristic number two. Solution. Planned. Experience. Sit back. Relax. Let's light the lantern. Well, hello there, Rangers. Wade Skalski here. Lawyer, online entrepreneur, and your guide to the understory. Because this place is filled with monsters and bandits, here comes your first warning. Although I am a lawyer, this podcast is not for legal advice. In order to work with me, you must have a signed agreement. This podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. All right, let's enter the understory. Remember, admission is free, but understanding always has a price. Let's light the lantern. What is up, Rangers? Episode number 60. Two months of podcasting greatness. All right, maybe just two months of podcasting, but I'll, I'll, uh, we'll say it's the foundation of greatness. How's that? So uh, every, every big thing had small beginnings. So, all right. I, uh, whoa, a little belchy. Oh, belch button. All right, I just made that uh, button now have three three purposes. It's a cough button, a sneeze button, and a belch button. What other whatever the bodily functions can I uh, attribute to this button? We'll, we we shall see moving forward. So, all right, uh, today we're gonna do the solution to Friday's negative heuristic. Now, uh, I talked about the solution yesterday. One of the solutions you can do for a negative heuristic for yourself is go to the opposite pole. Uh, and so today I'm gonna give you a different tactic on how to fix the negative heuristic problem. And as a brief recap, if you didn't listen to yesterday's podcast with a recap the day before or the day before, a negative heuristic is a belief that you have in your mind uh, that is uh, not only it's, it's true to you, but either not true and not helpful. So for example, the heuristic that I gave on Friday was uh, I come from a place of I'm weak, basically, right? I give my power away and, and the heuristic is I'm weak, just a foundational. I always felt weak, um, even when I was physically weak growing up and even when I got physically strong, took martial arts, uh, be able to be capable, um, you know, so I'm strong. I know martial arts and uh, I have firearms training and I have a firearm in the house, right? So like the most I can do to protect myself and not feel weak, I accomplished that, but that didn't solve the problem because then there was still uh, the heuristic of I'm mental inside I feel weak right and then I would give my power away to people in negotiations I wouldn't charge what I'm worth uh, I had a really hard time I felt like everyone always knew more than me because uh, I just felt that everyone was stronger than me and that strength meant they knew more and had things more figured out so I always felt like everyone else had it figured out around me but me so uh, that was a pretty devastating, um, toxic, corrosive heuristic. Okay, and uh, one I still have it today. I still work on that that process. Um, and it e even though that I would get like physically strong and karate and all that, I still kind of like being in shape and feeling well is not um, has not has not historically been a priority for me. So you want to be careful with your words. So a little trick that a friend of a friend of mine, Brett Sears, taught to me is uh, you can say 
uh, if you're talking about yourself, about something about you, you can say, historically, uh, feeling well and being in shape has not been a priority. Because if you say, I don't feel well about myself and being in shape is not important to me, then you're actually, the, the power of your words is actually strengthening that belief in yourself. But if you say, historically, in the past, I have felt this way, then that doesn't that doesn't project it into the future and it doesn't trap you in your own heuristic. So that's, uh, I want to give attribution to him because I use that a lot. So historically, uh, I have not been uh, feeling good about myself. So let's talk about what I talked about in the introduction. And here's the power of the internet or the, the interweb, as I like to call it. So there was this movie that I saw um, that uh, uh, the, the young lady had to pick a faction, right? They did a test and then she would pick, a, it was like a post-apocalyptic world. She would pick a faction and then she would go live in that faction. And one of the factions was um, like Dauntless and the other one was like the nerds and whatever, right? It's a kid's movie. Kids meaning like teenagers. It's from a teenager book. So it's probably for like little kids. But I used to watch a lot of movies and I saw this movie and I couldn't, I remember the scene, there's a scene in the movie um, that we'll talk about in a second, but I couldn't remember the name of the movie. And so here's literally when I was doing my pre-show prep, uh, the first time I did pre-show prep, this is literally the search I talked into Google and I said, which movie had the four factions with four? Because four is the, the name of the dude that was like the love interest for her or whatever and uh, I was like which movie that's all I said which movie had the factions with four and the first thing that pops up literally the first thing is the Divergent trailer I was like holy shit Google has got this maybe this Google thing is going to make it I thought it was a passing fad you know kind of like email nobody's going to use it but maybe Google knows what the fuck they're doing because uh, the whole page is about Divergent I mean there's not even there's not even all the way to everything Divergent, everything, the movie. There's not one missed thing on here. So maybe Google knows what it's doing, and I'm slightly frightened that Google just read my mind, right? So anyways, so Divergent was the film. And in the film, after she picked Dauntless as uh, her faction, they all jumped on the train. The train took them to their to their hideout or whatever, into the roof of their hideout. And there's a big there's a big fucking hole in the roof, right? And they can't see the bottom of it. And they say, all right, some this is how we get in. Someone's got to jump down, right? And so the hero of the story is like, I'll be the first one to jump in there. And then it's like, you know, who knows if it's like a trick and she's going to go splat. And I still think about that because I can see a world where the lesson would be one of the lessons is trust us. We uh, will take, you know, we won't do anything to hurt you. And you're, you know, you have to trust in the, the dauntless faction. But there are very easily you could see a lesson in the opposite side, which is don't fucking be an idiot and don't trust anyone. And the next time someone tells you to jump in a hole uh, that you can't see the bottom of, don't do it. Because that person that did it, they're dead. And we just we just uh, separated the wheat from the chaff. So uh, I always think about that. And I'm fairly certain I've been like, yeah, no, I'm a, let, let, let somebody else have the distinction of always being the first person to jump down there. I'm cool not being that person. That's cool. I don't need that little colored ribbon on my uniform uh, to, to, uh, to die for. Thank you. Um, so I always thought about that. But anyways, so the whole purpose of that, if you think about it, really, it's actually kind of interesting. It's it, it, that one experience that they had planned for them to do or the writers had planned for her to do um, is a pattern interrupt. So it's like you're so you're not you know you're not in Kansas anymore because you're like we do dangerous shit. So number one, we're gonna we're, you're gonna be established. We do dangerous shit. Number two, it's gonna be established. Hey, listen, uh, we're brave. Okay, we do things, and when we don't know how it's gonna turn out, that's the essence of a soldier. A soldier, what they do is they train and they put them. They're prepared to put themselves. They know to put themselves into combat, and they don't. They they have to come to terms with with the idea that they could die in combat. Like when I come to podcasts every day, right? I don't have to come to terms with, I might 
I might get electrocuted and die in podcasting, right? Because of the job that I'm doing, like podcasting job. I might have a fucking heart attack and die, whatever. That'd be an interesting podcast episode. Like, oh, call the ambulance. Someone, anyone that's listening, oh, it's not published yet. Shit. Right? And then uh, maybe my wife would put that up and put up a GoFundMe for my, you know, to archive all my stuff. But... But no, but the thing is that there's that that experience, that planned experience accomplishes, um, but a soldier has, sorry, let me finish that thought. But a soldier actually has to make peace with dying. And that's, that's true courage and bravery. Like, you know, they, I don't care what, I don't care what, I don't care what part of the military you served in. If you're in in any of the four branches, the Coast Guard, whatever, I don't care if you were like an accountant in the Marines or an accountant in the Air Force, you still, Sign up for the fact that you could be changed. Your your job could be changed. Sometimes people don't know what job they're going to have, and they may be in a rifle company. Sometimes they may be deployed to a forward area. I mean, they need accounting in. I'm sure in, a, in Afghanistan, things accounted in Afghanistan too, right? So, like, I just have respect for people that do that because I don't care who what job you have in the military. Thank you for your service uh, because you you took a risk that most pe- very small number of people will ever take. Uh, and 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 vol- it's a volunteer army, so you voluntarily. Subjected yourself to that risk, and I don't really care why. I don't care if it was because you want to go to school. I don't care if it was because you want to get out of your hometown. You did it, and so kudos to you. Thank you. All right, and so, but that planned experience from that movie was like like the, one of the typical things that they would accomplish for a soldier, right? And um, so it had a purpose. Okay, it was something out of the norm. It was something that was out of their experience, and it had a purpose. So I've talked before on the podcast about grand gestures, where people a lot of times will try to shape up their life by a grand gesture. So for example, like when I moved to Los Angeles, that's kind of what I did. I was like, I didn't really know what the fuck to do. And I was like, all right, fuck it, I'll go to Los Angeles and be a writer, right? That's what I was like, and I just kind of just picked that out of the air. I was just like, ah, that just seems like to be something that will shake it up. And I definitely learned lessons. Let me tell you this: the grinder of Los Angeles and the entertainment world, and just Los Angeles itself. Um, and especially the world that I traveled in, in and walked through being a criminal expense, uh, criminal defense attorney, uh, can't even talk today, a criminal defense, maybe I'm excited, a criminal defense attorney, um, being in that world. And, you know, the, 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 I would put the legal market, the competitiveness of the Los Angeles legal market up against any other legal market in the country. Uh, it's extremely competitive. There's 22 million people there. There's a lot of, a lot of lawyers there. And there's, I mean, there are people spending millions of dollars in advertising and it's just, it's, it's no joke. Like you've got to know how to compete there. Um, plus I try to do the entertainment world and I had a bajillion stories from that. And just like, I've had kind of a forced Gumpian existence. Uh, I think part of that is part of that is because I was willing to take risks. Part of that is because um, I uh, I put I put myself in those. I sought out those experiences. Part of it was just being fucking dumb. Like in that respect, I did jump in the hole without knowing what was at the bottom. And then part of it was just luck. Like I got real lucky. In like a lot of different areas. And so, um, but I paid I paid deep 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 prices for that. And uh, I don't necessarily think that grand gestures are a really good way to run your life. And I've stepped up. I've got a got I've got a lot of good cocktail story cocktail party stories, right? But I, uh, those experiences are more cautionary tales for you. And uh, you don't have to do that. I can you can just listen to me and be like, yeah, it was kind of fun, but uh, not really. If you want to have a life to where you build a family or build a business or just build something worth doing, uh, it's not the way to go. You experience a lot of kind of crazy stories that are like a base, base, base level of enjoyment, happiness, um, and it's real shallow. Uh, but that's, that's just, you know, I'm 47, so that, that comes with... Um, 
comes with perspective. So anyway, so, but one of the things that you can do, so for example, is, um, to, to, oh, really the blind dog snoring in the background. Thank you. Oh, she's laying in my backpack. She's given up now on my, um, uh, towel dog bed. She's not, that's not sufficient for anymore. Now she's laying on the backpack, which is my laptop backpack, backpack, backpack. There's a song by Dora the Explorer, backpack, backpack. The backpack is actually a character, uh, in Dora the Explorer, uh, as is the map. So, um, or is the backpack? I know the map is a character. Is the backpack a character? Unknown. I have to, I don't really feel like doing internet research on that during the show. I think it's uh, inappropriate on that issue. So, all right. So, but a planned experience is something that I teach people in that, and that once I started to utilize it, it was awesome because you can, a, a planned experience is, is basically like jumping in a dark hole and not knowing that there's a net at the bottom of it. You pick something that is in an area outside of your experience. Okay. You pick something that you don't know how it's going to end up. And uh, you pick something though, that then you want to, with the goal of taking those lessons from that and then putting it in to your commerce or connections or creations. Now there's two ways that you can do it. You can either like, let's say that you're, you're stuck in commerce, right? Let's say your family's really good. Let's say that um, your creations are really good, but you're stuck in commerce, right? Then the first thing that you can do is you can kind of go outside of that framework and do something like, um, like I'm doing right now with this personal trainer. So I'll give you, so I'll give you an example. I talked about yesterday. Um, I've never really, I, I've gotten in shape before. I've done a triathlon. I did this thing a long time ago called Body for Life, which got me into amazing shape. Amazing shape. You know, I did it for 90 days. I got into amazing shape. Uh, I was young though. Um, I did I did catch to 5K a few times. I've done a Spartan race, an obstacle race. Although at that Spartan race, after the first mile, I looked at my brother and I said, am I going to fucking have a heart attack and die? Probably should have trained more for that race. It was more challenging than I thought it was. <laughs> and um, But yeah, so, and I've done all stuff like that but then what happens is is that I, I drive towards that experience and then it's a it's in some ways a planned it's more of a those things were more of a grand gesture because I didn't understand what a planned experience was and I didn't have that language for it and then I would drive to them I would complete them I'd have a great sense of haha and then I didn't know how to take those lessons I learned and apply them to other things and I didn't know how to improve my life I just was fucking done right and then it was like but being an adrenaline junkie then I said go search for something else so it's not, it never really helped me with working out. I would get in shape for a certain amount of time. Then I'd go get all doughy again, right? And then I'd have to wait till my, my either someone, I saw myself in a picture. I was like, oh, I better go do something. Or uh, my wife called me fucking fat, which is what she did two days ago. She's like, you got to lose 15 pounds, fatty. So I was like, all right. So, um, so what I did though is I said, okay, well, I'm going to have a planned experience. So I'm going to do it in the area of body, right? In my body, which is outside of my, my, my own framework of connections, creations, and, and uh, commerce. I don't, I don't deal with health. I don't deal with the body. Um, I also don't deal with spirituality, but because I feel like my bot, my connections, my creations, and my connections are in decent shape, I'm going to go outside of that and I have a planned experience completely foreign to me. And that's going to be, I'm going to get a personal trainer who's going to work on my, you know, my nutrition, um, and a lifestyle trainer. Like not someone who's going to like bulk me up in 90 days and do a challenge. Like I told him, I said, look, if we work together, I want to work together for a while because I need to establish a healthy lifestyle. And I think I can learn the lessons there are going to be so new for me and so big exponential growth there that I will make sure to bring them back to creations, connections and, and uh, commerce. So that's the first way that you can do it. The second way that you can do it is that let's say that your, um, that your commerce is good. Uh, no, let's say that your commerce is for shit. Let's say that you're stuck in a nine to five right now. Let's say that, uh, or you have a business or you're in the gig economy and you're getting commoditized and um, you, but, and you're, you're, uh, but your connections are good and you're, um, 
oh no, your connections aren't that great, but your, your creations are good. You have a hobby that you like, or you, you have some creative projects that you're working on, but your connections suck, suck for something with your family, right? So what you can do then is then you can, if one of those three areas is not good, then pick a planned experience. If you're trying to improve your commerce, pick a, pick a planned experience in your connections, because two things happen. One, you improve your connections, Right, so that you have an ex- plan experience outside of commerce, you'll learn some lessons and improve your connections, and then you'll be cognizant of those lessons and connections, and you can apply those to your commerce. And that's that's how you get exponential learning, right? Um, and so, I have a lot of stuff running right now in my connections. I have a lot of stuff running right now in my creations. I don't have anything running in my body, so I'm like I'm gonna go outside the framework. But if if so, like if things with my wife and my kids were for shit right now, and like we're not doing great, then it would behoove me to pick something that would be in the connections. Right? It's, it sounds complicated. It's actually extremely simple. Right? You just if you're if you're if you're not at a good level in any of the three areas, um, then you pick one within the areas. If kind of like the meta game past that is then once you kind of get your three areas in in shape, then you get to kind of go. The world is your oyster. You get to God. That's the second time I've said that in two days. I don't know why that that saying is in it, but but once you kind of have your your commerce, your creations, and your connections like stable, then you can start to have some fun with it. Right? And you can pick things kind of outside the framework and the rest of the world that's infinite for you but you know for me like a lot of the people that come to me they're the the commerce of connections and creations aren't that great so what we do is you know step one clear the entanglements we talked about that and then step two what we'll do is i usually take people to creations because it's kind of hard to get them on board in connections because it's hard sometimes um to want to tackle that and there's so much more wiggle in creations there's there's less history because if you've got problems in your connections sometimes that may take professional help it may take a long time to unwind because if you've been a jerk for 10 years in your marriage it's gonna take a long time to unwind that right so we we're gonna come back to that but let's go into creations where let's create a piece of art or let's do a planned experience in creations that then because that's so far outside of people's con most people's context okay most people don't dally in creations at all they use their creative powers in the entrepreneurship most entrepreneurs stick in the business world they don't they don't do a lot of other stuff there and so that's kind of the method behind my madness but for and and that's how i take people is to do a planned experience and you can fix a lot of your baggage with a planned experience if you do it on purpose on paper if you pick something specifically um to say like oh i have this problem so for me it's like i have this problem of i feel weak i internally feel weak Okay, and um, working with someone, he's he's called Brian Paraday. He does from bones to bulk, bones to bulk I don't have an affiliate link, whatever. Just it's for him. His messaging fits me perfectly because his idea was if you were ever really skinny, and you have these, you have a lot of mindset problems with being a skinny person and weak. Those people have a hard time sometimes putting on muscle. Those people have a, have special challenges that other people who are more athletic don't have. They also have special challenges for other people that are like naturally overweight, right? You can be too skinny, just like you can be too, you can naturally be overweight. It's still a problem. Like an overweight, like a person who just struggles with their weight naturally and says, oh, you're so lucky that you're skinny, right? Certainly that is a, an advantage, but sometimes your advantage can be your biggest weakness, uh, no pun intended, right? And. And there is challenges with being an extremely skinny person. When I graduated high school, I was six four and a half, one sixty five. I have 37, 37 and a half long inch arms. I'm like an, a condor, like I'm an ape. I'm like I am limbs akimbo, 
right? So it took me a long time to become a good social dancer because I fucking had to learn how to control these things like a marionette, like I'm Pinocchio for God's sakes, right? And those are challenges that are specific to someone who's really, really, really skinny. And so when I found Brian, he, he really understood that. And so that's the, that's the beauty of the internet because he's in Georgia. Like he's not near me. He doesn't, he doesn't live near me. Right. And, um, so, you know, the whole thing with that, the whole thing with that though, is that I have a planned experience with him. That's outside everything that I know that, that, that experience is going to prove my business because I'm going to get, um, I'm going to get more, uh, energy, right. Uh, I'm going to eat better. I'm going to sleep better. Or else it's going to improve my business. It's going to improve my connections because my wife won't have to look at me to like lose weight if that ass, right. And, um, I'll probably be, reduce my stress. So I'll be more patient with my wife and my children. And then, you know, I don't know how that's going to impact my creations. I'm not sure about that yet, but I'm sure that it will in some way. So, and I'll be surprised. And that's the beautiful part of, of a, of a planned experience done properly within the framework. Now I could pick something else and go like, I'm going to go do Kokoro, right? And Kokoro is kind of like, Mark Devine does that. And he, um, he does an event where it's kind of like they try to simulate Navy Buds Hell, Hell Week where you are like just working out for 70 hours. Now I could go do that. That appeals to me in terms of like, I'll, oh, I'll train for six months or I'll go do an Ironman, right? Or a half iron. Like I'll train for six months. I'll go do this. And then I'll go have that, exp- that, that grand gesture experience. Uh, but then I'm not going to change my life. I'm just going to have a great experience and it's, it's going to kind of not work for me. Now I'm not saying that you shouldn't do those things because maybe those things will work in your framework for you. And those things will call to you because you'll know when you work in your working papers. But for me, those things are a distraction. They just push off the problem because they don't solve the, they don't solve the, the heuristic, the negative heuristic that I have, which is I feel weak. Like I, I feel like I'm a weak person. And so, so I actually am going to a person that understands that's the fucking problem. And we're going to work on that mindset together because he, he was like a hundred and I don't know, 35 pounds or something. And now he's like, he's put on like, I don't know, he's whatever it was. I don't know. He was really skinny too. Right. As I've seen the pictures, like, okay, so he'll help me with my mindset and together I'll help to kind of tamp out that mindset of the negative heuristic of, um, that I'm weak. And a lot of it comes from 75, 80% of it comes from being so physically skinny when I was young, all the way up through college. Like I didn't, I didn't say that I had a normal body until I was a sophomore in college. Cause I put on weight, I put on like 20 pounds of muscle, just magically like nature finally said, all right, you can have your body. Right. And so then it gave me the, the like whatever. And to the, to you. Okay. Now listen, now some of you might be saying that I'm like, ah, fuck you, Wade, like you and your problems. So, so for you might be saying that you might be saying to yourself, well, Wade, you're so lucky that you're skinny and blah, 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 whatever. Yes, absolutely. I'm lucky that I'm skinny. Um, but the establishment of that weak mentality, because I was so skinny, really impacted my life negatively. Now it didn't impact my body, right? So I didn't suffer from health problems for becoming too overweight. You know, it didn't impact, but it negatively impacted my nutrition. I eat like crap because I don't get affected by the food that I eat typically with my weight. So I can eat whatever, mostly what I want. And most people are like, oh, you're such an asshole for saying that. I was like, well, well, number one is the truth. If you can't handle facts about someone, then how in the, how in God's name are you supposed to have a conversation to learn anything? And then, but number two is that think about the compound effect 
internally, like, so maybe I'm like a fat person on the inside. I, I don't know. My cholesterol is maybe terrible. Maybe I got a plaque in my heart and I could like die of a fucking heart attack when I'm 55 because I didn't work out or eat properly for 30 years. Right. Um, and also I didn't have energy a lot as I could have, I could have performed more. I mean, there are all these downstream compound effects. The weakness part of the mentality is that like, I undervalued myself when I charged money. So like these negative heuristics, it's just not just about the weight people. And that's why like when you judge someone and they try to tell you that they're struggling with something, you have to understand that these, it's not just about the, the one thing they're identifying, that that heuristic in their brain, the negative heuristic, travels across all dimensions of their life. And so maybe like you're focusing on the weight dimension because you struggle with your weight, right? Like maybe you're a big husky person, but you're but you never struggled with the idea that you never thought that you were weak because of that so that you don't suffer all those downstream effects and all the other dimensions. You never had to worry about those because you don't view yourself as a skinny, weak person. So I understand that in that one dimension of your body weight that you wish that maybe you could have that, but be careful what you wish for. And I'm not saying that that problem, that your problems aren't valid. Um, first of all, we're not having a conversation. You're just listening to me. But if it's cropping up in you and that you're like, fuck you, Wade, you don't understand what it's like to be me. You're right. I don't understand what it's like to be you. But I can give you, a, I'm not telling you to go get a trainer to get skinny to solve your weakness problem, right? What I'm, Because maybe you don't have one of those. But what I'm telling you is that whatever your negative heuristic is, um, I'm giving you a framework to try to solve that for yourself, for you. The, the actual, the actual um, pieces of what it is, like right in Wade's week, it doesn't take that out and put yours in there. Like the framework is for you. It's not, it's not like what I, what I do does not work, right? Um, oh, hold on. All right. I don't know. Uh, they're outside and Maddie was throwing something and bonked Kristen in the head or something. So it was a good throw. So maybe we should get her in a softball fast pitch. Uh, I don't know. She's got an arm on her. So no. But the point is I'm trying to make is that I don't like the coaching that I do is not designed for us to sit down and then me to solve your problem for you. You're too complicated. You're, you're way too complicated. You have bugaboos in you. One, you won't tell me. Trust me. As a criminal defense attorney, like when I tell someone, I said, you need every single time I tell them, you need to tell me everything. Now we have lawyer client privilege. I'm an expert at not telling secrets in this area, right? Uh, I won't tell anyone. I can't. I'll get in trouble if I do. And so just tell me everything. And they're like, okay, wait. And then nod their head. They're like, yes, I will tell you everything. And then they don't tell me everything. And I always, but I always find out later because there's always like a video. <laughs> That's always my favorite. Like you're on, you're on video. Like I have the video of you and actually you don't know that I've seen it. So you're not telling the truth, but I know you're not telling the truth because I've seen the video, right? I've seen, this is you. Like I could point to the video. This is you. I know it's you. I recognize you. This is you. Uh, I have a video. Anyway, so if in that situation where I have like lawyer client privilege with people and I have a video of you doing whatever they say that you're doing and you still don't tell me the truth, how do you think that I think that you're going to tell me like your deepest, darkest negative heuristics that you have about yourself at night when you're thinking, you know, in the, in the understory and you're just punishing yourself, right? You're not going to, okay? So I think it's kind of a fool's errand for me to sit down with you and try to like fix everything for you. First of all, I can't do it. Number one, you're just too complicated, but I can give you the tools to help you fix your own bugaboos, right? Your own bandits and monsters. And so that's all these frameworks are. It's not to compare. Like, like, God, I heard something that was so good. Um, and it was uh, um, something that Jordan Peterson said. And like, maybe you don't like Jordan Peterson, Jordan Peterson. Maybe you think he's a quack. Maybe you think he's a dangerous to society, whatever. But I've listened to the guy and there's a few things that he has said to me that make sense. And one of the things that he said, which I think 
makes perfect sense is and if you if you don't like Jordan Peterson then don't just put someone else's name on it whatever because the, what he said is actually true is he said you were the best person to compete with you were actually the the most you were the best pick to compete with is yourself because you have all the exact advantages and the exact disadvantages think about that for a second you have the exact advantages and the exact disadvantages if you compete with yourself so if you and I compete on something, like let's say that you like, let's say that we want to compete on losing weight, right? Um, you're and you aren't. You're like you. You are like a more of a husky person, or like a bigger boned person, or like your metabolism's different than mine. I will defeat you just because of genetics, because I'm just am a skinny person, right? So it's not really fair for us to compete in losing weight, right? Think about that for everything. Everyone has advantages and disadvantages that you don't have. Let's talk about the advantages first. Everyone has advantages that you don't have, okay? Everybody does. There are things that people, like Matt, the, my handyman, who is the advantage of, he can he can literally put anything together. I'm clapping so I'm trying to get this net. Sorry. He can put anything together with his hands. Anything. Anything. Like, he'll crush me. Like, he'll, he can fix anything. Like, I can't compete with him on that. He's just a genius, right? But put Matt in a courtroom in three seconds and I'll destroy him because I can speak, right? So... Finding the right person to compete with or finding the right person to um, to collaborate with to fix some of these issues is very difficult because you're so compl- complicated on your advantages. The same goes with your disadvantages, right? Like you have disadvantages. Like I struggle with gin fizzes. I struggle with drinking too many gin fizzes. It's always been a bugaboo for me, right? And so like I have a thing where I'm not drinking. I don't drink gin fizzes anymore, right? So it's a disadvantage. So if we were going to have like a – I have like a, a – um, you know, a, 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 a pounding drinks contest, I could probably beat you maybe, but in a like, hey, let's take six months and go to cocktail parties and try to like not not run afoul of something and cause a big an idiot, I'd probably lose, right? Because I have like an inborn struggle with gin physics. So there's disadvantages too, but the person that is the perfect competitor for you is who you were yesterday. And you can judge yourself every day against who you were yesterday. Like, did I do a little bit better today than I did yesterday against myself? And so if you can pull yourself out of the process game or out of the compare game, comparison game and put yourself in the process game, you win because you, you have the perfect competitor and it's yourself. And when he said that to when he said, he didn't say that to me, but I heard, I listened to him say that. And when he said that, was he, who is debating somebody or something? I don't know, whatever. When he said that, I was like, I don't care what you care about Jordan Peterson, like him or hate him. Put a different name on there. Don't even put a name on it. Just put that sentence out there. Is I was like, yes, that is that is true. That is true. And uh, it changed my life. And I was in a good place to hear it. I was like, oh. And so I was like, great. So, you know, you if you can put yourself in a process and you can compete with yourself, you know, I have a saying. It's that your unknown unknowns can be discovered. It's, and it's your moral duty to do so. And if you go inside yourself and you get a process, that's what my framework is for, is to help you to discover these unknowns. It's to give you some ideas to be able to tackle your own monsters and bandits and to not compare yourself to anyone. So yeah, I'm sorry, I'm skinny, sorry. You know, but if you get hung up on that and you're not hearing my message, you're not hearing what I'm trying to tell you, okay? And stop getting hung up on other people's, and comparing yourself to other people's advantages because they may have advantages over you, but they have disadvantages that you'll never even dream of. And their advantages can be a huge disadvantage for them, right? That's the other thing that I've thought, you know, there are, and that's true, your biggest strengths are your biggest weakness. It's a strength of mine that I can eat whatever I want and not get too fat. Like now I'm kind of getting kind of fat because I'm, I'm 47 and so I'm slowing down. But it's a, like I said, it's a huge disadvantage because is, is if I would have been forced to have good nutrition, I'm sure my arteries and heart would be in much better shape now than they actually are. So be careful what you wish for, right? 
And don't get hung up on, don't get hung, don't, if you're arguing with me on this, this is a sure sign that you got to check yourself. Because if you're like, well, but you don't understand. Yes, great. I don't understand what you've been through. Totally don't. But here's, everyone's been through something. And there are something, everything is hard for everyone. Like life is a disaster for everyone, not just you. Get over yourself. But you can improve your, the fastest way to improve your life is just to be like, all right, I have to compete with myself and get into a process about myself. And here I'm giving you some frameworks to do that because it changed my life. And I had, I like I had in this weakness thing. I had, I'm 47. I had, let's say I had 30 years of everyone knows more than I do. 30 years, 30 years of every time I met someone feeling that that person had it more figured out than I did. And it was weird because I could never figure out what the what the the genesis of that was, what the what the base like like digging down, digging down, digging down. But it's that it's that I feel weak all the time, and that because I felt weak and I felt I couldn't stand stand up for myself or stand in a space, then that translated to everyone else does. And the only time that it didn't is if I met someone that was clearly like a train wreck and like totally like like weaker like 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 visibly weaker than me in every area. I was like, oh this person's a fucking train wreck. And then I got to feel superior for five seconds, right? And that's also bad. So that was not good. So don't, you know, it was a train wreck. So don't do that. Like fix your bugaboos, fight your monsters, monsters and bandits and the understory, get in your working papers and do things on paper on purpose and, and identify for what they are. And then I'm giving you a tactic that you can actually go do. That's fun. It's going to be fun for me to do this thing with Brian. I'm already excited about it because he speaks my language. I don't have to, I can look to him and be like, dude, I felt weak, a skinny, weak person. Like I felt, I could never stand up for myself. I felt physically intimidated by other people, even though I was tall. And even, I still feel that way even as an adult, even though I was a martial arts instructor and I have an ATI tactic, Mossberg tactical shotgun in my house. So like, I'm pretty dialed in. If you come in my house, there's going to be a fucking problem, right? But day to day, that is still something that I have to root that out of there. And doing this experience with Brian helps me do that even more. Will I totally ever eliminate it? I don't know. Maybe I never get rid of it, you know? That's just an accepting part of being me of who I am. And that's maybe part of the things is that's maybe why I'm polite to people, like overly polite. I don't know. Maybe I don't want the over politeness to go away. I don't know. But I, I don't have to have the answers to those things. I just have to know that I'm competing against myself and I'm moving in the right direction. So what I want you to do is take out your working papers. If you don't have working papers, for the love of God, go buy yourself a journal. If you don't have a journal, take out your unicorn trapper keeper from the fifth grade. And if you didn't listen to the previous um, podcast where I said, identify a negative heuristic for yourself, um, a truism that you say to yourself that's that's harmful for you in your commerce creations or connections, do that now, pick one. Um, And then what I want you to do is I want you to think, what is a planned experience that I could do to learn some lessons that will help me with this? Now, if you're... Um, commerce creations and connections if all three of them are in good shape then pick something outside of that pick something in spirituality pick something in I don't know fitness whatever but if one of those th- if, if you pick something in commerce and one of your other two areas is not great then pick some a planning experience in that area because then you're doing exponential growth you're, you're, you're shoring things up in, your, in, in one of the other ones and you're getting lessons there and you're going to learn those lessons in the one that you picked Okay. So it sounds complicated. It's not. If you really think about it, it's pretty simple. I need to clear. I need to get more clear on my messaging, but this stuff works. And uh, I'll keep you posted on the from bones to bulk and all that. And I think I'll probably have Brian on the show once I kind of get get some of my interviewing interviewing done. Um, that's in Q two, right? We have we have about another month probably of um, 
another month probably of this of the podcast as it is because then what I'm going to do is a little roadmap for you I'm going to look at the 90 days fix all the things that need to be fixed and then I'm going to go into the interview phase and start to interview people and have the inter- people come on and the great thing about doing a daily podcast is I've got a lot of slots so uh, I can interview a lot of people so I, I never have to worry about interviewing too many people <laughs> you know I'm not going to interview 90 people in 90 days but I can interview a lot of them and I'm excited about that too and that's going to that's going to help uh, chill everybody out so anyways uh, I'm excited about it just remember man that the perfect competitor for you with the perfect advantages and the perfect disadvantages is yourself and just remember there is no end if you stay on the path to understand If you are listening to this podcast and you are an online entrepreneur, I know exactly what it feels like to be you because I am one. I know what it's like to know that you are smart and work your ass off, but always feel like you cannot get traction. I know what it feels like to have your spouse support you outwardly, but on the inside, they're saying to themselves, is this going to work? And I know that you want to create something in business, but you always end up chasing the same dollar over and over. Or maybe you want to create something in the arts, but you feel like you shouldn't play there. So you wander in the forest, stuck in the understory. I spent over 40 years there fighting the same monsters and bandits over and over. And when I discovered that if you learn what the understory is and you start to go there on purpose, you can find a clearing where you have clarity and power in your commerce, connections, and creations. You handle the forest like a badass ranger with the proper mindsets and skill sets that you need. Not once chosen for you by some guru or your parents, but chosen by you on paper on purpose. We can walk the understory together, but I cannot find you unless you raise your hand and say, I'm over here. Subscribe to my email list at understorylawyer.simplecast.com. Let's find your clearing together, a place free of entanglements, a place with a bedrock foundation, and a place where you set the boundaries, not anyone else.